Do I have the real estate agent for you? First of all, listen carefully. Now, as I'm sure you're aware, is the absolute best time to sell your home. Low inventory, still low rates, unheard of prices going for homes. Most homes go for for above asking price. You need to call Ann Dresser Coker. Ann Dresser Coker at 303-229-6464. That's 303-229-6464. Why? Because she's the best. It's that simple. Once again, voted the number one real estate person by sales in Denver. She's number one in 5280. Everywhere you look, she is at Lib Sotheby's. Give her a call at 303-229-6464. She sold over 150 homes last year alone. She loves what she does. She has repeat customers because of that. She's the best. And you want to go with the best. You want to maximize your profits. Now's the time to sell your home. If you're on the other side, if you're a buyer, give her a call as well. Again, it's Ann Dresser Coker, 303-229-6464 at Live Sotheby's. Steel is the best as well. S-T-I-H-L. They're internationally renowned for their products. And there's been a big push for battery-operated steel products. And I've been on board with battery-powered steel products for a number of years, and you should as well, because they have uh, great tools from trimmers to blowers to the biggest chainsaws you'll find. It's not just uh, weekend warriors like us. It's also the professionals uh, that use steel around the globe. STIHL, you'll find a dealer around the corner from you because there's more than 10,000. They have electric, if that's your thing. They still have naturally gas powered as well. But you got to check out their battery powered products. Go to steelusa.com or steeldealers.com and you'll be blown away by the number of choices you have. Again, it's STIHL, steeldealers.com. This week on the Drew Goodman Podcast, Drew is at Rocky Spring Training, plus special guest Ryan McMahon, fresh off his new six-year, $70 million deal. Pretty excited to be uh, staying staying in Denver for the next six. This organization has shown me so much respect and, and love over the years and the fan base. It was awesome for me to feel that support on Twitter, seeing some love from, from the fans and stuff like that. Like It, it feels really good, and uh, I feel like uh, I definitely made the right decision. Subscribe to the Drew Goodman Podcast wherever you find podcasts and tell a friend. Recording this week at Salt River Fields at Talking Stick in Scottsdale, Arizona. This is the Drew Goodman Podcast. Welcome in, everybody. I think it's show number 141, but quite frankly, uh, I'm losing track. I'm in a great frame of mind. Down in Scottsdale, which is one of my favorite places, especially in March and spring training. In fact, I'm sitting in the Salt River Field dugout which is empty right now because batting practice already took place. And in about two hours, the Rockies are going to take on the Kansas City Royals as this abbreviated spring training rolls along. And uh, guys are getting more at bats early, even though it's not truly early because of the uh, abbreviated nature of spring training. But getting more at bats, getting like three at bats here in the early games. Uh, Watch Kyle Freeland yesterday. He went three innings in his first uh, outing of the spring. But man, it's just great to uh, see baseball, uh, to see great weather, and to be hanging out in Scottsdale and, and watching the Rockies. And 
It's also a great time of year, and we'll talk to Ryan McMahon about this, because everybody is in a good mood. Everybody, for the most part, is relaxed, which, uh, you know, once you get into the season, guys are grinding and, you know, guys are going through potentially difficult periods of time. And, uh, you know, team may have a, a tough week, and, and that all factors in once you get into the grind of it. But when you look at March, for most players... It is a time where they can really relax, and uh, especially veteran players, and, and focus in on the task at hand, and that's getting ready for the season. And uh, again, it's a little bit shorter this time, but everybody I talk to is, is so excited to be down here, to have the, the CBA talks and uh, the ultimate resolution in the rearview mirror announce all about what they do, and that's playing baseball. And there's a, there's a quiet confidence around the Rockies. And you'll hear that again when we uh, sit down with Ryan McMahon in a little bit. Um, there's an excitement here. Uh, there's a, kind of a, a feeling that the Rockies can be better than uh, many people around the nation who follow baseball think. Now, it's a tough division. There's no question about that you look at that Dodger lineup now that they add Freddie Freeman and was great to begin with Uh, the Giants are coming off what an historic season where they won 107 games uh, during the regular season can't remember if I shorted them one And, and the Padres even with Fernando Tatis down for a significant period early on uh, you know how talented uh, that roster is but uh, there'll be plenty of time to break things down uh, in a more comprehensive way as we roll toward uh, the start of the season but overall just really thrilled to uh to be talking about baseball again and be down here in scottsdale it's my happy place as well and uh, it's fun watching i you can hear in the background see they're, they're working on the field right now cutting the grass it has all the smells as it should of uh, spring training and uh, they're going to get 162 in. There are a couple of uh, things, I don't know if you caught, that, that came out this week that the Players Association agree with Major League Baseball. And um, I'm pleased with all of them. First of all, one is that in extra innings, and you've heard me pontificate on this the last year or so, I really like the California tiebreaker rule. I like the fact that there is a runner at second to begin the 10th inning. Um, I analogize it to what the NHL does during the regular season. They play three-on-three hockey for five minutes in overtime, and then they go to a shootout. They are not looking to, you know, play, you know, two or three 20-minute overtime periods in the regular season to decide who wins. And for that reason, I think Major League Baseball, since they're always concerned about pitchers' health, as they should be, and length of games, as they should be, why the heck... Do you want to see 15, 16 inning games during the regular season and you go through a whole pitching staff and then it affects you for the next week? So the fact that they're going to continue on and play the California tiebreaker only in the regular season, I'm all for it. I think it adds uh, to some of the strategy. I think that it adds to interest uh, level in uh, in extra inning baseball games. So uh, I applaud the fact that they're going to do that again in uh, 2022. I think it's uh, it's the right way to go. Did you catch the uh, Shohei Otani rule? Which had to be, because Shohei Otani was the DH in both leagues. If he starts the game, can he stay in as a hitter? And uh, that that seemed like a no-brainer. They got that one done. 
Um, you know, you know, they also picked up the Angels did, and I watched them play yesterday. They picked up Michael Lorenzen, and Michael Lorenzen's another candidate potentially to be a guy that when he pitches, you want to see hit. So that'll be a curious one to follow. But the Shohei Otani rule uh, was very important. And the other rule that came about, and this was necessary because of the brevity now of spring training and the fact that starting pitchers will not be stretched out, and that is there will be 28-man rosters for the month of April. Now, remember, uh, I think it was a year ago, baseball expanded from 25 man rosters to 26 man rosters and now it'll be a 28 man roster in the month of april so you'll be able to carry extra pitchers which will uh, you know help the process of guys building up arm strength and uh reducing the possibility of overuse and ultimately injury so uh, those are all good rules uh, that will be in place for 2022 uh, in terms of the california tiebreaker moving forward beyond that year we'll see what happens or beyond this year we'll see what happens with that why do they call it ghost runner by the way ain't no ghost runner we're seeing a guy out at second base when the the 10th inning begins california tiebreaker just call it that here's some quick reflections uh, being down in spring training for a couple of days and just chatting with guys beyond the overall optimism that abounds with every team this time of year and I understand that there's a little more bounce in the step with the Rockies there's been so much negativity around the team as you know the last couple of years and we understand that but with the signing of Chris Bryant and the extension of Ryan McMahon and the extension last offseason of Antonio Senzatella and a couple of years ago with Herman Marcus there's a feeling especially with some of the young guys that are coming that the Rockies are in a really good place and a better place than many people believe. And specific to Chris Bryant, we'll have Chris Bryant on uh, in the coming days. This is a guy that legitimately wanted to be in Colorado. Is he being paid very well? Of course he is. He was going to get paid well wherever he ended up. But he really wanted to be a Rocky. And it almost goes back to the All-Star game last year when he was in town and he was in the Rockies' home clubhouse and the Rockies have a great nutritionist. And and even little things like, you know, eating the meals that that were prepared uh, for all the players and being situated in that, what was the National League clubhouse, obviously, for uh, Chris Bryant. He was blown away. And, you know, he grew up in the western part of the country in Las Vegas. He loves Denver. We know players love to hit at Coors Field. That is obvious. Uh, So the, the process of him really being engaged with the Rockies and having interest with the Rockies when was when he was playing for the San Francisco Giants and came to town as an all star. Uh, but make no mistake, I've talked to enough people that I, that I respect and trust. This was not just, I'm going to the highest bidder, and it happened to be the Colorado Rockies, and I could care less. He genuinely wanted to be a Rocky. He genuinely looked around at some of the pieces the Rockies have and believed that this can be uh, a better team than many people uh, think and, and also a really good team going forward over the next uh 
couple of years. So when you have read some of the comments that Chris Bryant has made about, you know, a pitching staff that's better than people think um, and some of the other flattering things that he has said, it's not bogus. It's legit. And uh, I think that's exciting. I think that's good for the club. I think it, uh, it spreads to other players in that clubhouse without question. And, as you'll hear in a little bit, it influenced Ryan McMahon as well. Other things uh, that I've, I've noticed about spring training, Sam Hilliard, and you guys know, you've listened to me, I'm a big Sam Hilliard fan. First of all, he's an impossible guy not to, to root for. He's such, a, he's such a great young man. But his talents are otherworldly. He hit a ball in batting practice the other day, and I know it's BP, and we talk about that. I get it. These guys are great, and they should hit 55-mile-an-hour fastballs a long way. He hit a ball so damn far in batting practice the other day. Even the other guys who were in his group, Chris Bryant, Ryan McMahon, Charlie Blackman, they were like, what? Are you kidding me? I mean, the ball, if it was anywhere shy of 490 to 500 feet, I'd be shocked. It was absolutely obliterated. And he's a guy that I hope gets 500 at-bats this year. There's going, to be, there's going to be some rough spots, as there are for all players. We know he strikes out some. But you just got to roll with him. And I, and I think as he continues to emerge and gets his feet underneath him and, and the confidence of knowing he's going to be in the lineup most days, uh, I, I think that you're going to see plenty of reward because he's a freak show he's enormous he's 6'5 about 230 Uh, he looks great you know he runs great I think he plays a good center field Uh, he's a guy to me and this will tie into the Rockies you know being more of a surprise than many national people believe and that is if he can emerge and be you know a 30 home run 20 stolen base guy and more of the player that we saw late in the season where he was taking some walks, cut down some on the strikeouts. That version of Sam Hilliard is really exciting. And again, I repeat myself, I understand that, but all teams have to have good stories, pleasant surprises, guys that were much better than the prognostication suggested they would be for a team to have really great success at the end of the year when you add up the wins so good to see sam hilliard he looks great he's in a a good place charlie looked like charlie uh spent a little time with him you know he's a grinder he's always going to be in great shape he's always going to be a thinking man's player so the rockies have some guys out there that uh in the outfield that have to produce more home runs than we saw a year ago and I think you're going to get that because Chris Bryant now is in the mix. Sam Hilliard hopefully uh, in the mix on a day-to-day basis. Charlie didn't hit a lot of home runs last year. I could see him you know, bouncing back from that easily, the way he takes care of himself. And also, Buddy had him in the top of the, the lineup in the first couple of days of spring training in games, which I think is interesting, going back to his roots, being a leadoff hitter and uh, maybe impacting the game right away. Which kind of leads me, by the way, to something else here. The Rockies, I don't think, are done in terms of roster composition in front of their April 8th opener at Coors Field against the Dodgers. I 
would venture a guess that they'll make a trade. And it could very well involve Rymel Tapia as maybe the odd man out in the outfield. You know, he started in left field last year. Chris Bryant's going to start there. I believe Sam Hilliard's going to start in center, as we've been talking about. And though Charlie Blackman is a candidate to DH, you know, a fair amount of time, Charlie enjoys playing still. And, you know, he's in right field. Let's not forget Connor Joe, who gets on base at a, at a high percentage rate as the lawnmower goes by. And is a guy that I know Buddy likes a lot, players adore, and he gives you a really good at bat. In fact, there were a lot of times last year that if, if you could have one guy taking at bat with the game on the line, I'm not so sure I wouldn't want it to be Connor Joe because you know he's going to give you a good A-B and if you don't throw him a strike, he's going to take his walk. Um, Line drive hitter, he's got some pop. Uh, He looks good. So he's also in that outfield mix, which again is why I come to Rymel Tapia because there's a market, I'm sure, for him. He plays his tail off. He's gotten better as an outfielder. Uh, He's gotten better as a base runner because there were some, you know, clear issues in both of those departments earlier in his career he has great not good he has great bat to ball skills and so I wouldn't be surprised if the Rockies try to make a move there and and, and see what's out there doesn't mean you know it's a fate to complete that'll absolutely happen but it's just something to uh, think about all right it's always good to sit down with Ryan McMahon who like last week's guest is always upbeat. He's got some cargo in him. So I love hanging out with Mac, and he's in a good place, coming off a, a solid year last year at third, great year defensively, and and uh, a good year, though I think there's a lot more in there offensively for Mac, and he just got rewarded with a new six-year, $70 million contract. So good for Mac, and he's this week's Ideal Home Loans Interview of the Week, Ryan McMahon. All right, Mac, I have to tell you, it's beautiful. It's like 75 degrees, not a cloud in the sky. You just took BP. For me, this is my favorite time of year. Really? I love it, man. Why? Why? Why is this this your favorite? This is my favorite time of year because, first of all, you're undefeated. Second of all, everybody's typically in a good mood, right? Yeah. The weather's great. Scottsdale ain't a bad place to hang out. A lot of good restaurants. Good vibe. No, I see your reasoning. Everybody everybody is always in a good mood early, for sure. Uh, Games don't matter yet. Once stuff stuff gets going, that's when it gets a little hairy, and you got to be able to stay. Remember remember these good days and and get back to them quick. You remind me a little bit of a guy I had on last week who uh, I know is one of your favorite because he's everybody's favorite who knows him. Cargo, in that typically, and I know you grind inside, and I know how hard the game is, but... You're in a good mood. You you bring a smile to the ballpark most days. Yeah, man. I, I feel like we're so lucky to do what we do. And, I mean, guys like Cargo, GP, like guys like that who are just always kind of in a good mood. We're a light for, you know. I mean, the game gets hard. There's slides. There's going to be slides. It happens every season. So it's just having guys like that, that's what helps uh, get, get you through them. You ought to be in a good mood right now. I kid you yesterday. I said, I'll buy the first round. Then you got the next couple. Yeah. Yeah. I'm feeling uh, I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty excited to be uh, staying, staying in Denver for the next six. Good deal. You know, you deserve it, and a lot of hard work obviously goes into it. When you and your representation started having those conversations, what what was kind of going through your mind? 
Um, for me personally, man, like at least on my side, um, you know, I just had some things to think through. But uh, I mean, all good things, like when I sat down and thought about them and, you know, where I wanted to be and, you know, who I wanted to play with, who I wanted to be around. Um, you know, I, I just everything lined up with here. And I was just really excited that they reached out to me and, you know, wanted to do this. And um, obviously adding Chris Bryant helped, um, you know, the, the deals we have Marquez and and sends a four for at least another, what, four or five years, something like that. So just knowing that all those guys were going to be around and, you know, hopefully hopefully we do some more with some of the other guys here. And, um, you know, I'm sure I'm sure we'll keep getting better. You know, it sounded like I, I remember throwing it out on Twitter, and I, I know Twitter's far from scientific, but it seemed like the entire fan base was really thrilled that, that you're going to be around for, for a long period of time. And I have to be honest, I'm sure a lot of fans were going, man, that stands in contrast to two of your buddies who decided that they – basically wanted to leave town in, in Nolan and, and Trevor and you're your own guy so so when you look around and you see a bright future you know how uh, I guess how did you come about uh, your reasoning yeah I got you um you know obviously those those are two great guys and uh you know unfortunately they they left but you know I, I think you can be friends with people and have difference of opinions and you know how you feel about different things um so I was just making sure I was trying to keep you know my experiences to my experiences, not think about, you know, what happened with those guys and stuff like that. And, um, and the, this organization has shown me, shown me so much respect and, and love over the years. And, and like you said, the fan base, it was it was awesome for me to feel that support. Um, I mean, going on Twitter, seeing some love from, from the fans and stuff like that, like it, it feels really good. And uh, I feel like uh, I definitely made the right decision. When you saw that Chris Bryant signed with the Rockies, what was your initial reaction? I was excited, man. Um, I'd, I'd kind of been, with the extension talks for me, I'd kind of had like a little inside lead. You know, we talked about it, some dinners we had and stuff like that. So I kind of knew that it might be, might be a possibility. So I was just excited that, uh, that we got them. When people may ask you or you may see on social media or in print or whatever that, you know, the assessment of the Rockies, how do you as a player assess where you are in a tough division, obviously? Yeah, I mean, obviously, you look around our division; it's extremely competitive, um, you know. But I, I don't. I think we're going to sneak up on some people, man. Um, I think a lot of people are writing us off. But I mean, we have a lot. We have a younger core, right? A lot of guys who've gotten a lot of experience the last couple of years. And I mean, that's that's how you take those next steps is by getting that experience. So you know, coming to this year, Rogers isn't a rookie anymore. We're expecting a lot from him. Our whole pitching staff, like we have a lot of guys who are kind of growing into that. So we just need guys to step up. We got on Sam Hilliard because I've always been of the school of thought, and you, and you've gone through your processes. This is a this is a kid who has freaky talent, yeah. right? I, would yeah. you agree with that? Freaky I'm talent, absurd. It's just absurd how much like how much better he is at, ev- at everything than anybody else. And to me, it's almost like run him out there for 500 abs. If he punches three times, you know, on a Tuesday night, hey, slap him on the back, hey, shower up. See you tomorrow. You're in the lineup. You saw you saw what he did at the end of last year, man. He, I mean, just need that from him uh, more consistently, and he knows that, and that's his goal. And I'm, I'm expecting big things from him. Yeah, he gets me excited. There's another guy I just walked by here, and we we're kidding him because uh, he's got another University of San Diego brother with him, uh, and, and that's Connor Joe. And I know Connor really opened some eyes last year. What, what's your assessment as a fellow player, Connor? Dude, I, I love watching Connor play. Um, he's a great guy, honestly, for us to pick his brain. He does a lot of things really well. He's got a great eye, uh, barrels the ball up consistently, man, plays good defense. Like, he's just he's a gamer, man. And you need guys like that. And he's, I mean, honestly, man, he's one of my favorite teammates to play with. 
We'll have more with Ryan McMahon in a moment. But uh, first this for my friends at Ideal Home Loans. Been telling you about uh, Ideal Home Loans for a number of years. And they've been in the market for more than 20, saving you money when you purchase a home or when you're looking to refinance or maybe consolidate debt. They're terrific at what they do. They have an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau. And all you have to do is pick up the phone and call them at 303-867-7000. That's 303-867-7000. Brent Ivinson has built a a marvelous company that's so well-respected in our community. It's also uh, down in Arizona doing great things there also. Confusing at times, the market, the interest rates, and which way they're going. Pick up the phone, as I said, and give them a call, and they're going to give you great guidance. Their number, 303-867-7000, and I guarantee you, you will be really pleased with the results and with the service you get. I know firsthand because I've used them on several occasions, and I have sent a number of my friends to Brent Ivinson's team. Again, the number, 303-867-7000, Ideal Home Loans. Got to start your day with Boyer's Coffee. It's the best way to start your day. Smooth and perfectly brewed each and every time. Since 1965, they've been brewing in the Rocky Mountain area, uh, not only locally owned and operated, but uh, they've been such a a great member of the community, uh, philanthropic and uh, caring about the environment for years and years. And they have... Great choices for you if you go to BoyersCoffee.com and you can order your coffee online, have it delivered as I do to your house. They got the uh, the K pods, which I use, um, which I think are great. But you know, you can get your coffee any different way. But they have all kinds of other products as well. So I encourage you to go to BoyersCoffee.com and see what's cooking because there's always deals as well that's going to save you some dollars. That's BoyersCoffee.com. Now back to more with Ryan McMahon. When you look back on, on now your career, I don't want you, it's not like you're a grizzled veteran. You're still a young guy in the game. But who are, who are your biggest influences? Oh, man. I mean, my dad obviously had a huge influence on who, who I am just as a person and baseball player to, uh, to this day. Um, but honestly, man, watching Nolan, DJ, and Story work, like, I think that was honestly the biggest thing like for, for myself personally. You know, I kind of stepped it up after that and realized like, what it was going to take to play at that level. Um, and then, I mean, just honestly, the guys that were around, like, I like being around Brendan. I like being around, like, Crone. I like being around all these guys, Chuck, you know, stuff like that. Like, I think you get better, like, when your teammates are better like that, you know, because then you just work harder and you work together and, you know, your, your best self comes out. I was thinking this yesterday, by the way, when I was watching uh, you guys take BP, and I thought of the Yankees a little bit, and hear me out, yeah. because when the Yankees get off the bus and you got Judge and you got Stanton, uh, Voight's gone, yeah. but I'm like, they look like a damn football team. And I was watching you guys. You're a big dude. Crone's a big dude. Chris Bryant, 6'5", yeah. 235 or so. It's Hilliard. You, you guys look pretty good getting off the bus. Bryant makes Crone look small, man. I'll, I'll say that. He is, he's a lot bigger than I thought he was. Right, he was a big dude. Yeah. I mean, you got you guys are impressive. Um, last year, finalist for the Gold Glove at third. Can you unseat your buddy? I'm gonna try to, man. Um, obviously, he's he's done it a lot longer than I have, and my goal is to just you know make sure that I go do it again. Um, but 
You know, I think you gotta have goals like that. You gotta you gotta try to take down take down the Kings. You gotta have have something to shoot for, man. Absolutely. Um, will we see a ball game this year where Ryan McMahon lines up at shortstop? I don't know. Uh, that might be a better question for Schmitty. I've messed around taking some reads. It feels so weird. It's so much different than third and second. Just like it, it feels like you have so much more ground to cover. So I don't know. We'll see. If I go out there, I'll try my best, but uh, I'm not. I'm not begging for it. The last time you played shortstop was uh, freshman year of high school. It's they moved you. They moved you to a corner after your freshman we, year. Uh, yeah. So I played left field as a sophomore, and then I started at shortstop my junior year. And a freshman actually came in, and he was a stud. His name's Brandon Perez, and he was just so much better than me defensively. I went to third. Thank God, because I played way better at third than I did at shortstop. Um, but yeah, we had we were we were nasty, and that kid was really good. So he he deserved to play shortstop. I know you were nasty because I texted you in the off season. I said, "Well, who's better quarterback, you or Bryce Young at modern day?" Oh, Bryce Young by far, man. <laughs> that kid, he's legit. I can't wait to see what he does at the next level. Yeah, he's he's gonna be pretty good. Uh, um, going back, five greatest athletes in the history of modern day, regardless of sport. Okay. Uh, Matt Leinert's definitely one of them. Uh, Matt Barkley. Um, we have two Heisman winners. Uh, John, I think it's John Hewitt. I think Hewitt. Yeah, think that's how you say it. In fact, my, my uh, oldest son played with his grandson in college. Oh, really? Yeah. All right. So let me see. What's what's that? Three. That's all football players Great. too. Let me think about it. We've had some good basketball players. Um, Stanley Johnson was a beast when he was at Marday. He plays for the Lakers now. Um, I don't think I make the list, man. There are some really good athletes, and I'm not even thinking about the girls right now. We our girls basketball team was legit. I'm trying to think of we had we had one girl go to UConn who was an absolute stud. I just can't remember her name right now. Yeah, you didn't even get to Bryce Young, by the way. Yeah, no, I didn't even. I, man, it's, there's there's a lot of them. There's a lot of a lot of good ones. Yeah, you gotta be you gotta be pretty good to make the uh, freshman team. I'm thinking at, yeah, at modern sick. day. So when you look now at the National League West overall is it still is it still the Dodgers even though the Giants finished a game ahead of them last year? Yeah, I think I think you got to give them their respect, man. They uh, you know they're always in it like that and they're always competing. So you got to you got to kind of start there. But um, we'll see what happens, man. It's it's still baseball. You got to go out there and play everybody. And um, like I said, I'm, I'm hoping we uh, we sneak up on some people. Yeah. As the next uh, few years unfold. Do you see yourself changing your role as opposed to uh, more from a leadership capacity? I mean, you have the personality, and it was Charlie, and it, you know, it was Nolan when you got here initially. But do you feel like, okay, you know, now is my time to, to continue to be maybe a little more vocal, that sort of thing? Um, sure, I guess you could say that. That's not, I mean, for me personally, that's not how I think it should be done. I think you need a team. I think you need a bunch of guys who can have leadership qualities. It's... I think it's ever just one guy. So, um, you know, I'll always just try to be the best teammate I can be. And, you know, whatever happens, happens. I'm not going to try to go out there and change who I am. I'm just going to keep being the same guy and keep supporting my teammates. Yeah. Have you thought about your first purchase now that you got a couple extra shekels in the uh, bank? So my buddies do this thing. um, Like everybody's like, you know, big achievements, stuff like that. We'll uh, we'll take a video of ourselves taking a shotgun and send it to each other. So my first purchase was a 12-pack of Coors Light to do shotguns with. (laughs) So, yeah, that's that's how I started my day. You know, that's not bad. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad. And you probably you'll be in a position where you can afford a, you know a second twelve pack as well. Yeah, 
we'll see. We'll see what happens there. Yeah. Matt, good to see you, man. Happy for you. And uh, remember, this is the uh, best time of year because you're, you're hitting a 1,000 right now. 75 and sunny, baby. 75 and sunny. Be good, man. Congrats. Thanks. So big thanks to Ryan McMahon. And before we get on out of here for this edition of the uh, Drew Goodman podcast this week, big shout out to uh, the DNVR guys. Patrick Lyon's been down here uh, for a while, cranking out great material from uh, spring training. I join him uh, usually once a week, if not more. And uh, so catch all the DNVR Rockies podcast and all the material that DNVR uh, puts out on a regular basis. Hockey, very quickly. Who's not a Joe Sackick fan? One of the all-time great players in the league, and certainly one of the all-time great avalanche players. But he has, for me, become a really savvy general manager. And I'm sure he was influenced by watching Pierre Lacroix, the late Pierre Lacroix, run things with the avalanche. Because no matter how talented the roster was and how good the the avalanche were during the regular season he was always going to make a move or two or three to try to get better for a playoff run and that's what we've seen over the last several days from joe sackick getting a little tougher getting a little nastier on the blue line getting a little deeper in uh lines three and four and we'll see how it it plays out. I mean, the Avalanche right now, the last couple of years, it reminds me so much of the the mid-late 90s into the, the early part of the 21st century where it was Stanley Cup or bust. And we know that the Avalanche were the last one standing on two occasions. We got to have a parade in downtown Denver, and it was flat-out awesome. We also know when they didn't win, it was flat-out disappointing just like last year was for the Avalanche after they captured uh, the President's Trophy, emblematic of the team with the best uh, record, the most points during the regular season. Uh, They're headed in that direction again, where they're going to have the most points during the regular season. But nothing matters unless they win 16 games in the postseason and they're hoisting the cup. And Joe Sackick is putting them in position again to be that team. And then it just comes down to playing very well, getting great goaltending, all the things you know about playoff hockey, and you have to have some good fortune also. So we'll see how it plays out, but I'm excited about where the Avalanche are, and I'm excited about where they're headed. Uh, It's going to uh, make for a wonderful spring. By the way, how's your bracket doing? Mine's awful. Flat out awful. March Madness has lived up to its name once again. But the only thing I could say is I have Gonzaga in all my brackets winning it all. And at least of this taping, they are still alive. That'll do it from Salt River Fields and spring training. We'll do it again from right down here next week. Big thanks again to Ryan McMahon. Thanks to all of you for spreading the word about uh, what we do here. And uh, thanks to my sponsors uh, as well. Y'all take care. Be well. Stay safe. Baseball's around the corner.